Hey campers, you good? I hope that you're saying yeah, and if you're wondering how I'm feeling, then I'd like to say chill. And that's only because it's been super hot out here in California and it's finally cooling down again. So I think chill is the most appropriate statement to make at a time like this. And as always, I'm your host Dylan and I'd like to welcome you all to another new episode of Campfire Adventures. And if I could say anything, can I just say that all of you out there in podcast land are killing it with the listens. I'd like to give a special shout out to all the people out there in Thailand, Portugal, Canada, and Germany. You're all fighting for the number one spot. I mean, it is the United States, but you're coming in for the close second. So thank you guys out there for listening. I really do appreciate it. And then to every single listener out there, whoever you are, I'm very appreciative of that because you're taking the time to hear these stories. And not just any stories, but from some stranger or maybe not stranger, but me. So that means a lot to me. And he's still pretty strange, so. <laughs> yeah, and to the people I know, I'm pretty strange. But uh, we're here chilling around a fire. And I know that some of you out there may be thinking like, oh, Dylan, how come we don't hear the fire noise, the crackling noise? Well, I'd like to let you all know that it's freaking hot out here. Like, way too hot to have, like, a real fire. But we have this really cool campfire nightlight, which is blue and it's super cool. And you're going to see pictures of it. But to fix everybody's need for the campfire background, let me do this real quick. <sighs> Doesn't that just sound about right now? Get, be careful. There's some embers going your way. <laughs> oh, my leg. <laughs> my leg. But this campfire noise is fixed. We're chilling around the campfire. And I got... Patrice and Lori and the boys here to listen to today's episode as my live audience. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, but with that all said, I think it's time that we get into today's story. So let's just dive right on. So it's time for us to grab a drink. We're chilling around the campfire nightlight. And it's time for us to get into today's story. For this week's episode, I was inspired by a few documentaries that my friend Daniel had actually told me about, and they're called Missing 411. Have any of you out there ever watched them before or heard about them? No. Okay. Well, I'm assuming that maybe you also didn't read the books that they're based on, and that's okay. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about, then don't worry about it because I'm going to post those documentaries um, on our website. You can watch them for free on YouTube. But basically the synopsis is that there are people who are out there and who go hiking and go to enjoy the woods in California and all across America, national parks, wherever you go to the woods, and they just disappear, completely vanish off the face of the earth. And there's no clues, no remains that are found at the time that the initial search goes out. But as time passes and people continue to look, then they maybe somehow, some way find the remains or some clothing of the person or the individual that actually vanished a long time ago. And it's really weird when you watch this documentary because 
it'll be like five years later and then all of a sudden a spot that was initially checked out all of a sudden has like a pair of shoes or a t-shirt or maybe they find a skull of that person that disappeared it's just weird and it's left there perfect condition like it was just left there that same day but five years later so basically these people vanish without a trace and they disappear and throughout the documentary they bring out a lot of different evidence for whatever and they're trying to connect all these different disappearances with different phenomenons and sometimes there's a logical answer and sometimes there's not and so it kind of touches on the idea that maybe there's something supernatural or paranormal that's actually out there in the forest that's making these people vanish and leave no trace behind and a lot of people were thinking like, hey, I mean, with all this idea of supernatural and paranormal, the one person we think of or the one cryptid they think of is Bigfoot, right? They're like, that dude lives in America, travels all across America, so he's probably responsible for people going missing. And we've talked about him and his cousins and stuff like that, but he can't always take the blame. I mean, it would be easy to do that if we're talking about a cryptid. But we've also done a story on Bigfoot, and we've done a story on his cousin. So for this week's episode, I'd like to introduce you all to a cryptid known as the hide-behind. So this creature got famous back in the 1700s when the logging industry started to get really, really popular. And the demand for lumber continued to grow, and it grew a lot. And that meant that more and more people needed to get into the industry to help out with the supply. So the industry stretched all across the United States, and as the industry spread, so did a story amongst the lumberjacks. And the story was about something out there in the woods in America, and it hid in the dark, and whenever the time was right, it would strike and take a victim away, and that victim would never be seen again. Now I get it, maybe as the story was being told, the lumberjacks weren't taking it to heart or anything, and they weren't thinking it's serious. I mean, who would be telling a scary story around a campfire and then expecting people to take it seriously? Pause for the ironic effect, <laughs> because that's what I do, you know? Besides me, anyway, who would be telling a uh, story around a campfire and expecting people to take it seriously? But I digress. So, like I was saying, there's a story that was told again and again, and throughout that story, a description of a creature was passed around. And the description went a little something like this. So standing about six to seven feet tall with a slender build, there was a cryptid that was covered head to toe in long, dark hair. He had stubby little arms, but they had long, sharp claws. And he had larger than normal feet with claws at the end of them. And to top off this description, he is said to have owned a long, bushy tail. And you might be thinking, okay, Dylan, well, what about his face? Like, what does it look like? Should we be expecting some sharp fangs or maybe some red piercing eyes like some of the other cryptids? Well, I wish I could tell you what his facial features were like, but we're going off a story that has been told as a legend since the 1700s. So the best that I got is that this cryptid is covered in dark hair from head to toe. And most likely people couldn't actually see what his face looked like. And you're probably thinking, okay, so basically, you're talking about Cousin It from the Adams Family. <laughs> and this Cousin It is actually loose in the woods somewhere, and you're, now you're telling me that he has claws and a tail. And honestly, I'm not sure if you really did think that, but if you did think that, then hell yeah, because that means you're super cool, and who would even associate that? But 
Basically, we're thinking of a giant cousin it with sharp claws for hands and feet with the tail. That's what I'm picturing. You could picture that too. So maybe this is his backstory, maybe it's not. But we'll keep going on a little bit again because I don't wanna keep you off from knowing. So anyway, I digress. So this cryptid was talked about amongst the lumberjacks back in the day. And the story went that the hide behind's favorite prey was humans. And what it loved to feed off of in those humans was intestines. And if you were caught by this week's cryptid, then it was almost guaranteed you wouldn't survive. So what else do we actually know about this cryptid and what might help us protect ourselves? Well, this particular cryptid likes to take its time when it stalks its prey, at least before attacking. They use the forest to their advantage and they'll hide behind trees, they'll hide behind rocks, and they'll do whatever they could do in order to get closer and closer to you. And actually that's how they got their name. This cryptid, you know, hides behind rocks and trees, as I said. So the lumberjacks would say that the story is that they need to hide from each like tree, fallen down tree, rock in order to get close to you. And that's why they dubbed it the hide behind. And so this cryptid was actually able to move fast, pretty agile, and then manipulate their body shape into different forms or different figures, I would guess I would say, so that way it can look like a tree or look like a boulder and it would just fit into whatever shape it was trying to hide behind. So, you know, when you hear those like creepy noises behind you and you're thinking like, did I just hear that? You know, did I hear the leaves rustle? Did I hear a branch break and you look behind you and you don't see anything? Well, the hide behind is an expert at making a little bit of noise, but also being able to hide. So when you look, you don't see it, right? So they prefer to hunt at night and they usually only target people that walk away from the groups that they're in or they just wander off in the dark. And when they do find a victim, they hide in the shadows and they creep closer and closer and closer to you. And then, like I said, you have that feeling like, hey, did I just hear those leaves rustle? Did I just hear that like branch crack behind me? I think you like to always kind of logically say, no, I'm just crazy. Or maybe it's Bambi and Bambi's mom walking in the background and you're thinking like, hey, we're good, they're good, they're just eating, right? Because it's easier to think like that, right? But I don't think I can go anywhere, let alone being in the forest and not just like be paranoid that there's something watching me, right? So the hide behind likes to be pretty patient and they're willing to put in the time into the hunt so they can get closer to you and they wanna get as close as they can, possibly in order to have a successful hunt, right? Because believe it or not, they'll go as long as seven years without having a meal. So they're super patient, willing to put in that effort. But once that patience pays off, they get close enough to you and all you'll hear is the sound of laughter because there's nowhere for you to run. And the hide behind knows that. And so they'll pounce, they'll use their strength and their speed to subdue you, and then drag you back to a safe place before they start to feast on your intestines. And I know it sounds pretty intestine, I mean, sorry, <clears throat> insane and intense, but there are still some more, <laughs> sorry, but there's still some more that we can go on with this story. So they prefer humans, but if they aren't being successful with the hunt, then they'll settle for eating multiple birds. So if you find the remains of multiple birds, then maybe you could be wary at the fact that maybe you're in the company of a hide behind and that you better get out before it gets dark. Now, 
if you're stuck in the area and you can't escape because you know you got to get out of there before dark comes because that's when the hide behind hunts so don't worry because i do have a few ways that the lumberjacks actually said what the lumberjacks of past america had said they believed would protect them from the hide behind and the first thing is to stay around a fire so this kind of makes sense to me like if the hide behind prefers to hunt at night then staying around a fire is pretty good because then the dark isn't accessible around you if that makes sense if you have a big enough fire then it can't really like jump around the trees to get closer and closer to you does that make sense because it uses the shadows and the darkness to like maneuver itself quickly and not be seen and then if you take that away then where's that element of surprise and on top of that if they're already afraid of the fire then they won't be coming close right Maybe. so i was like okay i'll take that i mean i'll buy it not not bad but i do have another way that you could protect yourself and i'm not sure how 100 percent this fact is but i want to give you every piece of information that i read so some of the lumberjacks actually said that the solution to fighting off the hide behind is to drink beer Hey Which, hey oh yeah. One step ahead of you. Cheers. Hi, I like my now. Hide behinds. So they're saying that if you drink beer, I don't think that I'm recommending anyone out there to get wasted, and especially the listeners, please drink legally and responsibly. But yes, if you drink beer, then you're gonna smell like beer, and so it's supposed to be that the beer smell is a hide behind deterrent. So, you know, when you go buy your off or what is it called? Deet? The spray for mosquitoes? No, that's deet. Deet, right? Deet, yeah. So when you go buy your off or your deet, you know, you can also pick up a six pack of beer, which come on, if we're being honest and you're going camping, we all knew you were going to do that anyway. Anyway, you just got yourself bug repellent and on top of that, hide behind <laughs> repellent with the beer. So it's supposed to just not like that smell at all. And if you drink it, then hey, good. And I, I kind of want to end the episode there because that's the hide behind story. But I mean, if we're thinking about this a little bit further, if we want to put on our foil hats real quick, because I carry mine with me religiously. I wish I did actually, I'm going to build a foil hat for y'all. But um, <laughs> so the lumberjacks, you know, of the past, right? There's this cryptid known as the hide behind, and that lives out in the woods of America, and it stalks humans in the dark so that it can eat their intestines. Is That's the story we're going with, and that's what we're going to believe. And I'm not sure, you know, because maybe this cryptid is actually a cousin of Bigfoot. Maybe. I mean, it's six, seven feet tall, claws, hairy all over. It does kind of sound like Bigfoot. So that is a possibility, but some people think that the lumberjacks were going missing because of disease and not supernatural reasons. So at the time when, you know, what would you call it? Lumbering? <laughs> what is that called? Lumberjacking? <laughs> when the lumber business was just so popular and on and popping they were saying that the people weren't going missing because of a supernatural reason but maybe more because of something like dysentery i mean that was big at the time you get sick it has to do with your intestines you just 
poop yourself to death. We're the on the Oregon Trail. Well, some parts of it would have to be because you're sweeping across the you know the United States. When I was reading about you know the lumberjack, you know lumber trade, it was going from New England all the way out to like Idaho and stuff like that. So, I mean, maybe shut up with your Oregon Trail, <laughs> you know, which is hilarious. Dylan has died of dysentery. <laughs> And then there was also something called cholera. Have you all ever heard of that? Cholera. Cholera. Excuse me. Sorry. This is cholera. why we need. This is why we need Lori. Cholera. And it's the same thing. Like you drink in water that's infected, and it's gonna make you not have some, you know, ideal bowel movements. But it'll take you there, and it'll get you done. So maybe they're saying that some of the lumberjacks just died because of these different diseases that were taking place. And then another more logical answer, too, is that maybe people were confusing supernatural beings like the hide behind with bears. So maybe those bears that people had seen were up on their hind legs, covered with fur, claws on their hands and their feet, and then they come and they murder you. Makes sense. It does. So there are some logical answers out there, which I'm not saying that, hey, that those could all be possibilities out there. But just like with those documentaries that I mentioned earlier, so Missing 411, in the woods and in the forest across America, there are disappearances that are happening where people just vanish and they have answers that seem logical sometimes. But sometimes there are answers that just need to be considered. And in my search for answers, I came across the story of the hide behind. And this story has gotten so much attention that this cryptid is now in books. It's in Harry Potter movies. It's in, what's that one? The other Harry Potter movie? The other series? The Fantastic oh, Beasts. Fantastic Beast, yeah, it's in that series as well. And so it's a cryptid and it's a creature that's known throughout the mythical world and then maybe who's to say that it doesn't actually exist in our own world. I feel like I've mentioned this before and I'm going to say it again, but if a story's gotten so popular and if it's been mentioned so many times and if somebody's mentioning it in books and movies in history from the 1700s until now, then some shred of that story actually has to be true. So we can do the bear for a few of them. We can do the cholera as Lori would say, for the others. And maybe some dysentery just for the Oregon Trail's sake of it all. Which, you know, God forbid anyone died of any of those things. I'm so sorry. But you, why are you laughing? Lori's a terrible person, apparently. I'm just kidding. Well, no um, I don't know. I always feel like if, if we're going to go there, we'll give them that. But we also have to put into effect that Maybe there is something supernatural out there. Maybe there is something paranormal. Maybe something's working alongside Bigfoot and just taking people one at a time. I don't know. Anyway, so this has officially been the story of the hide behind for this week. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you all. By the way, I wanted to do something really cool this year for Halloween. So I'm thinking that maybe we can tie each story for the weeks throughout October to one of our favorite scary movies out there. So if you have a favorite scary movie and you wanna send it in, just a message saying like, hey, my name's Patrice, my favorite scary movie is Hocus Pocus, and I love it because Bette Midler's in it, then you can totally <laughs> send that in to us and we'll totally consider it. If I can find a way to make that story have like, I don't know how to say it, but like a real life 
example. So like, for example, my favorite scary movie, one of them, if I could pick off the top of my head, is The Conjuring 2. And every time I watch that movie, I get so freaked out because that ghost, the old man ghost, who's like, my name is Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> and I know his name is not Bilbo Baggins, but I always think that. He's like, get out of my house. So if I were to do that scary movie, The Conjuring 2, I'd obviously think, okay, first thing I want to look up is haunted houses in England. We could even do that story. The Conjuring based off of a true story. So we could totally do that one. But also you can take into effect. There's also the whole nun, the evil nun spirit aspect of that. So if you have a favorite scary movie and you want me to try to do an episode in October about it, then send it in and we'll see what we can do. And if we could totally do it, then I would love to. And if we can't do it, then we will maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it gives us an idea for another time, but we'll do the best that we can with what we got. Cause it ain't a lot, but it's just enough. So Anyway, with all that said, we really are at the end of this episode, and I really do appreciate everybody out there, if you're still listening, for listening, and <laughs> you all are the best out there. The campers are beyond compare, so thanks for listening to another week, um, to another episode of Campfire Adventures. Every noise you heard is because we are sitting inside of Lori's house around a nightlight that is also a campfire. And <laughs> we're just having a great time. The boys, Patrice and Lori and I, and we're drinking our Oktoberfest beer because we're getting in the spirit for Halloween. But every noise you heard is because we are around that kitchen table. There are bugs outside and we're just chilling. So thanks for listening. You'll see all our source material on our website. You can see all our pictures and behind the scenes pictures on our Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcasts. Source material, like I said, will be on our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. And whether you listen to this in the morning or the evening, I hope you have a good morning or good evening. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.